because that's the key to joy right there. I mean, how often are we getting life done and we're, we're down the spiral because we're busy getting life done and we can't possibly be in joy while we're commuting in traffic or answering email or cleaning the house or straightening out the garage or, you know, those things that aren't natural joy inducing things, but finding the joy in that makes those things so much more enjoyable. And I have proven in my life that the more I find joy in the mundane tasks, the less I have to do them. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> okay, maybe we don't need you singing on the podcast. We have to keep our audience. That's right. But what I what I do want to talk about is we, we've sort of claimed ownership, <laughs> as we do, uh, of this 5D term. Because I know it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Then, of course, we get to the whole spiritual, uh, egocentric, uh, what do we call it, the, a couple of podcasts ago, spiritual narcissism. Okay. But if you're in 5D, I'm in 10D and 12D, and I'm in 32D. <laughs> I'm so much more spiritual than you are. <laughs> Which is so funny. But it's out there. And we make fun sometimes. Yeah. We just do. But I, I, I do like the term 5D. It's useful. It, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. It gives us a sense of it gives you a sense of um, scale, and it gives you a sense of kind of framework. But it just makes me laugh. Like, if ever anyone's comparing to spirituality, there's no possible way they're enlightened because when you're enlightened, you don't care. You don't care about anything. You know, you're you're so blissed out. You nothing bothers you, and there's no there's no need to compare. Um, but I think five D is is a good reference point because it helps people understand everyone everyone kind of gets 3d right in the sense that it's the, the three dimensions you can feel it you can touch it your senses are stimulated by it and 5d gives you an image or a concept of being beyond the realm you know beyond after 3d yeah. Well, and I hear it spoken of, and, and definitely there's a, a lot of times when we're talking about 3D, it's laced with judgment. But it's important to point out that when you're really connected to source, when you are really in 5D, if you will, or if you're blissed out, as you, as you say, and we're going to talk about blissed out in a moment too. But when you're really, 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 really up there and clear, then you're not judging the 3D of the 3D. You're not judging humanity. You're not judging ego. And that was something that when I first got into sharing the stream's message, the stream never demonized the idea of humanity or ego or your humanness. But I would do interviews with people and, and sometimes they would say things, you know, like I've completely released my ego. And my ego would kick in and say, well, that means you're dead, right? And then if you've released your ego, you've released your humanity. Now there are, are positive and negative aspects of your ego as there are positive and negative aspects of everything in a physical environment. But the, 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 the transition between 3D and 5D, the way I like to use these terms, and we have to remember all of these terms that we all use, all of us, they are human created terms. The, the, the divine, as we may refer to it, the stream, however you refer to source, is, is not creating words for us. They are co-creating, they're inspiring for sure, but 
that terminology, that human terminology is, is a product of earth and our becoming clearer and clearer and clearer of our understanding of the energetic realm and the source that drives it. So when I speak of 3D versus 5D, it's always about viewing the world from your ego as the dominant driving force, the, the dominant point of view, fear, judgment, uh, and then some positive things as well, as opposed to 5D, which is viewing it really in balance. For me, 5D is balancing my ego consciousness and my eternal soul consciousness for an optimal human experience, meaning re reducing judgment, reducing fear, having clarity, um, feeling like you really understand and appreciate all that is. And that is a blissed out feeling for sure. Mm, it's fantastic. And, and it's important to, 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 to recognize that we're using words to describe something that you can't describe, that we don't have words for. So it, it's always going to fall short and it's always going to be frustrating. And there's the inherent shortcomings of language, right? Which is I say blue and you think something completely different. So right. we're trying to describe something we have no words for with words that are inherently flawed. Um, you know, you've just described you channeling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, the, the stream pops something into my mind and, and I understand the concept, but speaking and communicating the concept is something that I've had to teach myself to do. And we always get there, but sometimes we're creating or, or re, repurposing words, if you will, to get there. And in 3D, 5D is the same thing. I'm sure there are other people that, that, that experience the idea of 5D as something totally different. And I know there are people that believe that there is a new earth. And some people think that that is a separate physical space that we are going to transition to and we're going to leave the remains of this old earth behind. My understanding of it from the stream is not that. My understanding from the stream is that we're already here. And as we operate from a higher perspective that we're, we're ready for now across humanity, which is why we are seeing the, the changes that we're seeing in our world. Now that we're readying ourselves for it, we're ready to see from that high perspective while still in physical, while still in 3D. That higher higher vibration of physical is 5D. Yeah, it is, which makes sense. And, and the thing I love about vibration is it kind of captures, it kind of captures the, the, the ephemeral nature of feelings. You know, and feelings move up and down and, and think when you start focusing more on your feelings and less on trying to describe your feelings, you have a, a, a closer connection to, to 5D and you tend to have, I've always tended to have deeper and more profound meditations and spiritual experiences. Um, For me, the, the, the super high vibration is, is always about feeling. It's, you know, doing the breath work to calm my physical apparatus down and in that, that physical calming, raising my emotional vibration and in raising my emotional vibration, becoming more and more and more at one with source to the point where I completely can see at least my humanized version of source perspective. And of course, write it and share it and do all those other things as a channel. But the, 
the 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 merging and it's funny because somebody um, somebody posted something on my Instagram not long ago about you know channeling is separation. Channeling is not separation at all. Channeling is allowing a source consciousness that exists in you to to be realized to emerge. And speaking it is is not everyone's cup of tea. I understand that, but it's there that all new thought is that. So when we move up in vibration above neutral into the positive territory, we are connected to source. And that's where we are capable of new ideas, new thought, our intuition, our creativity is all up there. Mm -hmm. And when we're below neutral, we're not capable of that. We're recycling old ideas, old fear, old beliefs. Everything is recycled below that point of neutrality. So for those of you listening, if you haven't taken one of our master classes yet, uh, the master classes are free. Uh, they are available on our website. They're available in the Facebook group, the Taya Practice. You can take those master classes, and it goes really deep into what all of this this talk that we use on this uh, podcast is all about. Because we want you to know about vibration and your spiral and neutrality and what all that stuff means. But for now, just understand that when we're when we're above this little sliver called neutrality. We're up in positive vibration, and in that positive vibrational territory, we are we are one with source, all of us, and that's where our best work comes from, if you will. That's our positive creation territory. All new thought, all creativity, all solutions to all problems, all exists up there. And learning this is a big component of the Taya practice, and in using these tools, these human created tools, so that you can stay connected to your version of source in a very human way, because it's not a separation, it's a connection. It's a connection that is there all the time. The separation occurs when polarity, the natural universal forces or our own thoughts or a combination of those two things take us down below neutral. Our triggers, the things that happen in our lives that we keep active in our subconscious that create our emotional triggers that take us down below neutral. We know when we feel it. We know when we see something that's upsetting to us. And the cool thing about 5D for me is getting to that crazy high space where I'm at peace with all that is. Hmm. Life, death, suffering, all of it. Yeah. And it's a fantastic, it's it's a fantastic space to 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 be in. I mean, we can't be in it all the time, but you can certainly be in it more than you are normally. Uh, and it's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely place to have experience. Even, you know, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Zen koans is, before enlightenment, uh, raking leaves, after enlightenment, raking leaves. Like, I like it's a little more, it's a little more to that, but that's roughly what it is. There's, um, your life doesn't change. You still do the mundane day-to-day -day stuff that you were doing yesterday. You just are completely connected to this energetic life force that 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 creates everything. Well, and you're you're in a higher state of appreciation of the mundane. Yeah. Because that's the key to joy right there. I mean, how often are we getting life done and we're we're down the spiral because we're busy getting life done and we can't possibly be in joy while we're commuting in traffic or answering email or cleaning the house or straightening out the garage or you know those things that aren't natural joy inducing things, but finding the joy in that makes those things so much more enjoyable. And I have proven in my life 
that the more I find joy in the mundane tasks, the less I have to do them. Other people show up to do things for you or things solve themselves in magical ways, or they just don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. They fall away. You know, I use the, uh, I, I, I use the example of my commute when I lived in downtown San Francisco and I had to sit in horrible traffic every day that I went to work and I commuted at least an hour each direction out of the, out of the downtown area to a work site every day. And I realized that I was making it much worse with my negative focus. And when I started finding things to enjoy about the commute, the commute got a lot better. Mm-hmm. It got easier. It was more enjoyable. I wasn't in such a rush. I always got where I was going on time. I enjoyed the ride. I, I found things to appreciate along the way. And then in a little bit of time, I soon was not commuting as much. And then eventually I was not commuting at all. I, I, within, within a year or so of that exercise, I had gone from living in the city, driving in that awful traffic to living in Marin County, north of the city, really close to my office. And that was a, a magical manifestation of all that came to be. And I had a much shorter commute to starting my own business, working out of my home, relocating to Palm Springs, where there is no traffic most of the time, <laughs> no matter what you do, because it's a small town. And then having this, this business now for over three years where I operate out of my home primarily and the car sitting in the garage and I drive the car when I want to drive the car. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty amazing you know, well before what was supposed to be my retirement age, um, being able to just do away the commute altogether because I stopped pushing against it and stopped hating it and stopped dreading it. And so I've used that on every topic in my life, changing my eating patterns, you know, getting back into going to the gym, falling out and getting back again, dialing into the vibration of enjoying that which seemed unenjoyable at one time. And then the, the problem of it ends up unraveling and solving itself. Yeah, and that's a fantastic... The detuning uh, of the transgressor. Absolutely. It's a fantastic example. I think what a lot of people don't realize is when you, when you, you know, hate something or when you dislike something strongly, that's a very intense emotion and you're very focused on it. And so you're drawing lots of energy to the problem. You know, if you want a problem to go away, stop thinking about it. Yeah. Stop giving it so much attention. Don't, don't dwell on it. Exactly. Well, yeah. and the th- same thing goes, a lot of people think that the things that they want, I, if I, if I get obsessed with this thing that I want, I'm going to attract it to me, but there's a fine line between that obsession and it being, and getting into that vibration of need. Yeah. You have to really define, and that's, this is a really good turning, turning point uh, in, in anyone's spiritual practice is when they come to understand the idea of allowing, we talked about allowing a little bit before we know live, that the idea of allowing means that you're simply allowing it to come to you. But allowing isn't about sitting and wanting and needing because the universe only answers yes. So if you dip into the vibration of needing something, the universe is going to agree with you and send you the condition of needing it. And I think that's where so many people get so tripped up on the things they want the most because they think they have to have X, Y, Z to be happy. They think about it all the time and the vibration they're truly broadcasting is it's not here. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, that happened, that's happened to to me as little as six months ago. So, you know, to anyone listening, please don't think that advanced students don't suffer the same 
problems that we suffered when we, you know, started. Because uh, we do, <laughs> we just tend to pick them up slightly sooner than we otherwise would. But here's a fantastic hack that, that's worked really, really well for me in my meditations. I no longer meditate about the stuff in any given situation that I need for the situation to be better. I now really, 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 really put myself in the moment when the problem is solved or in the moment when the thing has been achieved or in the moment when the result of what I want happens. Does that make sense? Yes. It's like, I don't want to lose. So let's use every example, right? I don't want to lose weight. You know, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Okay. You will always want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. I have lost weight. How would that feel? How would it feel to be really proud and happy in my body when I look in the mirror? Focusing on that will make it happen much, 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 much sooner. Uh, I want money. I want money. I want money. Okay. How would it feel when I had money? How would it feel to not be worried about my economic situation? Focus on that. Don't focus on needing a better job. Focus on loving being in a job. And exactly, it's exactly what you did, right? You stopped focusing on the painful commute. You started loving the commute and the universe rearranged itself very quickly for you to no longer have that problem. And you didn't yeah, care that's, that you That's didn't something that I think that people fail to acknowledge how magical the universe truly is and how all of these, the, the whole world works in your favor when you allow it to. Timing, people, places, events, all of it. All of it. Yeah. You know, people that... Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day that, that put their house on the market a while ago here in the United States and the house didn't sell, didn't sell, didn't sell. They got very frustrated. They took the house off the market, put the house back on the market now in our current market, and it sold for far more than they would have gotten back then. And it's that allowing of the universe to take care of you. So when things feel like they're not going right, this was a Taya practitioner, when they're not going right, trusting the universal process of creation and take, taking it off the market, take your mind off of it. Don't need to sell it. And guess what? They were just fine being stuck in that house for a few more months to make a lot more money. And it's, it's incredible how the universe will act in your favor that way. And it's, it's like all of these little things are always plotting together and they can be moving toward you or they can move, be moving away from you. And your thoughts at any given time, your attitude, your mindset is the thing that's either bringing the cooperative elements towards you or shooing them away and bringing the problems in. The yeah. demons, the darkness, the evil, all yeah. of that stuff that is actually our own creation. Exactly. And the universe has no judgment. If you want to spend your whole time in misery and wanting stuff and nothing happens to you, fine. That's what I'll arrange. If you want a magical world where everything falls into place and you're the luckiest person alive, fine. That's what I'll arrange. Yeah, I remember something that hit me when I was a child. I always questioned religion. And I remember the story, and it, we, we were just uh, the day after Easter here in the United States, here in the United States, everywhere. It's Easter everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, had, we had Easter. Well, actually, it's the day after the United States. It's two days after for you. That is true. But so there's no, there's, Easter isn't everywhere, right? Like pre-Orthodox don't celebrate it, Jews. Well, don't yeah, I mean, it's it's Muslims Easster is Easter is Easter. Anybody that that is a yeah. Christian would celebrate Christian, Easter. Yeah, on this. I was laughing at myself for assuming that everything's a U.S. holiday. I'm so America-centric, you know. So, um, 
the the idea the 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 saying i'm sorry of jesus uh being nailed to the cross and and supposedly saying you know god why have you forsaken me i understood that when i was a child that we were of free will i as a young child and that's why religion didn't really work for me because you can't have it both ways you can't have the god that is all seeing and all knowing and loving and benevolent but also delivering a set of rules and instilling you with a set of desires. And if you go against the, the rules and go with your natural desires, you're damned to hell for eternity. And the very idea of the, the, the stream early on was never an entity that, that was, it's the source of all creation. I understand that. And I have reverence for what it offers all of us and for the love that comes from the stream but I've never once for a moment thought that we needed to worship the stream. And that was one of the first writings that I did. And it was, what do they say? We are the source of all creation. Why would we need you to worship us? <laughs> it just made so much sense. Like why yeah. we don't, we're not going to create a bunch of beings to, to worship us. You know, who do you think we are? <laughs> yeah, we and that. it just made so much more sense than anything I was taught as a child. And even when I was a child sitting in church, I knew like, this is, this doesn't add up for me. I'm getting mm. that there is a loving entity um, you know, that is sort of the source of all creation. And I'm going to call that God. But all of these other things are attached to this idea of God, that you're supposed to fear God and you're supposed to obey God. And I wrestled with that, you know, in sexuality as a young gay kid, you know, I, I according to my church, the way that I was desiring was not very godly. And I was going to burn in hell for my desires. And I wrestled with that for years. You still will, and, David. Yeah, no, not anymore. <laughs> completely good, <laughs> completely good with it. Apparently, the stream is too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the getting past the wrestling with those those three D teachings mm. that we have all of these rules and that we have all these boundaries and we have all of this contrast and and all of the things that create our society. I do see. I appreciate them now. I see how the Catholic Church and how governments and wars and all those things brought humanity along to where we are now. And I don't demonize any of it because I see that source doesn't judge any of that. That was the experience that humanity had that brought us to where we are now, evolved to the point where we don't need all that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't need boundaries. We don't need government. We don't need religion. Not the way that we did. It, it can morph and evolve into something else. And our technology is leading the way with that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, and I, I know you can take us way down the rabbit hole talking about cryptocurrency. <laughs> and maybe we'll do a whole podcast just on that for people that want to hear about all that. But I, I see, I do see the value in the, the disruption or the deconstruction of the centralized banking system and the money system that exists right now. And I got really deep into meditation once and I, I started thinking about these people on our planet that are labeled billionaires, multi-billionaires, and, and supposedly there's at least one person that's heading toward being a trillionaire, right? If not others that we don't know about. I think there's plenty of people that have even more money than the celebrity rich people that we know nothing about because they're not the mm-hmm. celebrity rich. Yeah, the real money doesn't want the attention. They don't want their name. You know, Mm -hmm. our version of rich people are people that are stock market rich. They own a lot of stock in a company that has a lot of value, but it's all tied up in that stock. 
and it's it's that's what's making them you know their their uh, their their wealth so inflated, but it's only yeah, worth what they can sell their stock for, right? Exactly. Bezos doesn't have that money in his bank account, right? You know, right. None of them do. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's. I'm sure they I'm sure they live very well. I'm sure they're just fine. But yeah, it's not you know, to say that someone's a trillionaire uh, because they own a ton it's of nonsense. very valuable stock. Well, the, the fact that they are a trillionaire from that stock means they're not allowed to really sell it because if they start selling off their stock, they're going to kill its value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think so I think there's two things, and we're not going to go down the crypto rabbit hole, but the, the one of the one of the exciting things about cryptocurrency is its decentralized nature. And so one of the things people get so passionate about is no one can control it. And I think because money is such an important part of our daily life, if if this when this does become mainstream and it does become adopted, people are going to say, hang on, if I'm responsible for my own finances now, why can't I be responsible for other parts of my life? And I think that's one of the beautiful things, one of the things that attracted me to the stream the most was, first of all, they have nothing but 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 undying love for us and and uh and and zero judgment and the second thing it's like you're responsible for your life and and we don't care what you do with it so like you you know i had a very strict religious upbringing and, and like racked with guilt and to have an experience where i finally realized that it was my life to do what i wanted with was was fantastically liberating and, and freeing uh, well, not, and again, the, the money system is a 3D creation exactly. that this person exactly. controls all this wealth and, and all these people over yeah. here have none. Yeah. And because of that, this person gets to live this type of life and have these luxuries and these advantages yeah. and these people have none. Yeah. And it's the belief, it's the power that we give to the money that gives it power. Just like it's the power that we give to the religion or the government or the border or any of it. The monarchy, you know, we're placing these people. I know, I know how you feel about the monarchy. We're placing these people on a pedestal and considering them royal because uh, because about a thousand years ago they owned land. Yeah, That's exactly. Like, because that was, now they're special. Yeah. Now they're special because they they had a control over something a long time ago, and they've kept that lineage up, and they've kept this illusion up that they're somehow anointed or special or above, and everyone allows them to have that reality. Exactly. And just think about if when we start peeling away, and I use the onion all the time, I love this onion, you know, 3D is an onion. And we have these layers of fear and judgment, fear and judgment, fear and judgment. And just think of the Taya practice and the streams teachings of just continually peeling away those layers of fear and judgment. And I'm 10 years into the practice and, and 53 years into listening to the stream at different levels. Uh, I certainly used to ignore them. Now I completely listen to them as much as possible. But peeling away these layers of fear and judgment and getting the clarity of the center of that onion where, wow, that was, that was of fear and judgment. That thought, that line of thinking, the idea that people can be illegal. You know, I saw someone's Facebook post over the weekend of, you know, we've got to double down and really focus on these illegals coming into our country. And <laughs> I'm like, really? So why are you fearing that? And you click on their Facebook page and, you know, oh, we had a wonderful Easter holiday and we were at our lake house and we weren't at our regular. I'm like, how are the illegals really taking anything away from you? It's, it's really funny, but they've created a reality based on what they choose to pay attention to, to where these other people pose a threat to them. 
which, mm -hmm. which instills fear and then are motivated by fear. And that's just one of many topics. You know, I'm not trying to be left or right in politics here because I, it's used on both sides. Yeah, and it's used on both sides. The, even the concept of a border is completely ridiculous. At some stage, someone went along with a sheet of pen and paper and said, when I step on the right, it's going to be the USA. When I step on the left, it's going to be Mexico. Like what? Right. Completely, yeah, and it was just decided, and then arbitrary. you know, lots of people died yeah. in trying to move those borders, and and yeah. you know, the and, and time is going to continue in that way until we realize we're all just humans. It's just planet Earth. There's abundant resources, enough abundant resources, really, for everyone to live well. And getting into this 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 fear-based thinking of I have to hoard all of this stuff and not let anybody else have it because if I give away any of my stuff, then I'm going to be less than. I'm no longer going to be superior. And it's, it's complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. With that said, I do believe in the idea of we all manifest our realities and those that are sticking themselves and that have not reality are sticking themselves there. And as a child, I was, I projected into a have not reality. My parents were more on the have not, I would say they were lower middle-class mm -hmm. and, you know, we lived in a blue collar neighborhood outside of Houston and you know, they were definitely of the have not mentality. And my mother never broke free from that. For the rest of her life, she believed that she was a poor woman, that she was never going to have anything and that life sucked. And that was what her manifestation of life was. Yeah, my father broke out of it. Yeah, yeah, my father broke out of it by leaving his family. He left my mother and my brother and myself behind and married into a family that had more money and, and more opportunity for him. And I don't blame him for that. Mm having him disconnect from my life ended up being a good thing for me and gave him a great life. He went on and he and his, his, his wife, my stepmother, and they had a daughter and they lived in much more financial abundance than we did. And he's, he's mostly as an adult had a happy life because of that. Yeah. So everybody could say, Oh, you poor thing. Your father left when you were six, were six. it was so terrible. It's actually the best thing that ever happened to me is it made me the independent person that I am. And you know, there's, I respect myself more that I've made my own way in the world. I didn't marry it, <laughs> but however it is, you know, it is what it is. And that, that's another layer of judgment to peel away. Right. Yeah. My father yeah. manifested his, his path, the way he manifested it and the way, yeah. is what it is. Exactly. The way he wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, it wasn't 30 years ago, 40 years ago, there wasn't, there just wasn't that knowledge. You know, there wasn't that knowledge about how things really worked and about the power of moving up through layers of society and think, things were much more regimented, you know. Well, that was the vibration of the time. And I, I was a weirdo, you know, I, I bucked the, the vibration of the time. I paid attention to the stream. That's why it became such a big part of me because my parents were so disconnected. If I had had a doting father and a very, you know, connected mother and I had these these parents, I my, my brother lives as... As, as dutiful as anyone I've ever known. So we are so opposite that way. My That's brother's life has been duty all the way through his life. It doesn't sound, but he has, D-U-T-Y, has been duty his entire life. You know, a dutiful husband, a dutiful father, a dutiful employee. You know, he's, he's just lived that life. And again, I think that's the perfect thing for him. And I hope he's happy. And that's, that's just what his life is. So he's, he's very opposite of me in that way. But I, I understood early on that all of this stuff, all of these rules are just all human created rules that we're all playing by. 
And the more I sort of peel away all those layers of the rules and get down to, I'm going to live the way that I want to live. And it's not always going to be perfect, but it's going to be my authentic way to live. That's how I've lived my life. And I, I definitely say that that's all about the stream, but that doesn't mean that I didn't create contrast. Certainly I did. I stuck myself in a corporate job for 10 years, really 20 years. You know, the, the first iteration of it was not so bad. The, the last 10 years was awful. Mm-hmm. I worked for a company I didn't like with people I didn't like selling a product I didn't like. And I, I did it very well in spite of all of that. But I was really, really deep into that vibration of I have to have that paycheck and I have to have this corporate job and that mm-hmm. title that I worked so hard for. And again, it's just like a border or a bank or, you know, Bezos's wealth. It's all an illusion. Like the job could have been taken away from me at any moment. And, and luckily I was the one that walked away from it, but it could have been. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and my identity for a while was tied up in it. Now I could care less. Yeah. yeah. And Couldn't it is how many people, you know, it's just two things there. One, how many people get to the top of that ladder and everything that's expected of them and turn around and be like, this is it. I still feel hollow. In fact, I feel hollow and tired and terrified because I might lose it all. And then what, you know, uh, so there's a real risk of doing that. If you don't, if you don't follow your bliss or if you don't do what you, what you love. Uh, I think a lot of people do that. A lot of people get into this cycle of having the big title and having the big paycheck and the big bonuses and they go buy the big house, they buy the fancy car and they start living the life. And they realize that I've got to have all this stuff to prop myself up because I really hate what I do all day, but I've got to reward. That's why I used to say, I've got to reward myself. I, I, got, I drove a brand new German car every three years. I always had to have the brand new with every single option you could possibly get. It had to be the nicest version of, and what did I tell myself? I have to reward myself somehow. I, it has to be worth it for me to get out of bed and go do this soul crushing work every day. And I'm a car guy. And so I'm, I've got to drive this super fancy car. And since I got out of that, you know, I drive an older, it's a nice car, but it's older. I bought it used. There's certainly far greater technology now in cars than that car has. And I love it so much. It's just a car. I, you know, still love cars, but I don't need to have the latest and greatest and best and prettiest and shiniest and most expensive to make myself feel better about being. It's simply a car that I love and appreciate for what it is. It's a car. It's sitting in the garage. I love it when I take it out. It's fantastic, but that's it. I don't need that, that old need of having to have or do or be something for happiness is gone now because I know how to just be joyful in my now. And that's, that's so different than our 3D programming of you got to have this body and you've got to have this partner and you've got to have this vacation and this house or you're not doing it right. You're doing it all wrong if you don't have these things that we tell you. And oh, by the way, you need to borrow money from us to get those. <laughs> you know, you need to be in this financial yeah. system that makes us richer. You know, bullshit does make the world go round because it does 100%. by and large run on illusion. 100%. 100%. So getting out of the illusion of 3D and moving into your own constructed, if you want to call it an illusion, it's fine, a 5D of clarity, mm-hmm. where all of that 3D construct is no longer meaningful because you understand that your bliss and your joy and your love of self and your freedom and even your abundance really lie in that detuning of the, the 3D programming mm-hmm. that we, we are all running on. We're running on 3D programming that is the old operating system, which was created by default as our, of our reactions of everything that we've experienced up until now. 
Yeah. And 5D range. operating system is Taya. Yeah. Yeah. Re yeah. Absolutely. Reducing and detuning fear, reducing and detuning judgment continually. Mm. Fantastic. On that note, shall we uh, set some intention and, uh, and uh, bring, uh, I like to call them the boys, bring the stream in? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can definitely tell you there's nothing male nor female about the stream. I know that may be hard to understand, uh, especially when you hear it coming from my voice. But I've never gotten any, any, any gender vibe from the stream whatsoever because they're not human. They're not dead humans. It's the consciousness of, of all creation that exists in all of us that is well beyond the polarized 3D gender. You know, we, we, we talk a lot about gender. and This is not a podcast about gender. I've done one of those and we'll do another one about it in the future. But, um, you know, when you get into that source mindset, everything around gender is rooted in judgment. Yeah. Just like race, just like everything else. There's, there's all this judgment. You know, we, we categorize ourselves in 3D and separate ourselves so that we can judge one another and judge ourselves even. But when you get to that 5D, that, that source connected state of being, you're not concerned about those things any longer. So my intention is always is just to bring the stream in and deliver everything in the moment, literally everything. And, and uh, if you're out there listening now and, and in the future, um, just take a minute with us to, to set the intention that you will get the guidance that you need and that you will find the, the information you're looking for and trust that this message is not, is not by accident, but it is actually intended for you in, in any way you need it. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. The Taya practice has taken my professional life, me, to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you, and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. We are here. Thank you for joining us. Um, we've been having an interesting conversation and we'd like to ask some questions if we may. We are here to answer all of your questions. Mm, thank you. David and I were discussing this idea of 5D and this idea of 5D not being a space that's out there, but rather being a connection with, with you or with you know, a, 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 a portion of you or a stream of you. These are all human created terms and, and as all things hold the meaning that, that you give to them. However, 
we, we often refer to the energetic realm and the energetic realm is where we reside. And in fact, we are the energetic realm. And it's important to understand that, that, that you are in the energetic realm, that your planet, the earth environment is very much of the energetic realm and in the energetic realm. And it's not a place that is away from you. It is, it is a, a state of consciousness that you are in, but in the density of your physical environment, much of the awareness of the energetic realm is overshadowed by your, your, your human consciousness, your ego. And that's to serve the purpose of, of providing an experience in this case of earth. So, it, so it, it, everything is within the energetic realm, really. It's not the other way around. It's kind of like, I think a lot of people think of earth here and the energetic realm out there, whereas actually it, it's kind of, earth is like a yoke within the egg in a way. The, the energetic realm is, 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 is all that is. And the, the physical earth environment is, is an environment of density that, that is smaller than a speck of dust in the energetic realm. The, the energetic realm is infinite and, and, and you identify a, a physical space as, as, as your solar system, as a galaxy and, and, and things of this nature. But understand that that is one of infinite physical realms. And, and, and some are certainly more like your earth environment, like your solar system environment. And, and, and there are endless others that, that are quite different there's a uniqueness. And if you, you want to bring this into to earthly terms, think of the uniqueness of the terrain on your very planet. You have deserts, you have mountains, you have mountainous deserts, you have plains, you have oceans, you, you, you have forests, you have all of these, these, these variations. And think of the, the creatures that rose up through this physical density. And, and, and many that you are not even aware of, or many that have become what you call extinct, and many that are emerging that you are not yet aware of. And, and, and think of humanity's presence on your planet and how different human beings can be externally, regardless of, of, of where they begin to pepper the environment. Though internally, there, there is not much difference. The, the, the template is, is the same. The manifestation can change with just a, a few hundred, if not a few thousand miles. The, the type of manifestation in, in your earthly environment, a physical, can be drastically different in, in, in just a short amount of space. Now, now take into account what you would call many millions of miles in between and imagine how different these other physical environments actually are mm -hmm. and understand how useless their communication to your planet is for you because there is a that vast of a difference in vibration of the environments the the, the physical proximity to your planet 
is a closer vibration than a further away proximity. Because that density manifests itself in endless ways. So there are physical environments that, that are quite different than your earth environment. So we are always going to speak to humanity. We're going to bring you back into 3D. We're going to bring you back into your humanness. We're going to bring you back into the earth environment because that is the experience that you're in. And that is where 100% of the value of the information lies. So though we are source, we are all things, we are flowing in, in this case, I and mean, we flow through all creation. It's important that you understand that. But in the case of the communication that you were absorbing when you were listening to that, which you call the stream of David, you, you are listening to the, 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 the knowledge of the universe filtered through a human filter and communicating with all of you in a way that you can understand and comprehend and begin to make confirmation within your own connection to us. This is, this is why this is not the preaching of the gospel. We, we are guiding all of you to understand and internalize that which we share through David, to begin to develop your own version of understanding, your own version, e even if you are not one who is going to walk the path of, of sharing it the way that David does, that that is not for everyone. David is in perfect alignment to share it the way that he does. It is very, very, very rare on your, in your environment, but he is a sharer of information and nothing more. But the perfect alignment has to do with many things. The, the, the lack of fear around the topic, the lack of fear of repercussions, the lack of concern of judgment, the, the, the ability to, to, to create words and, and, and to communicate, to write, to speak, even the sound of his voice. All of that created the perfect storm to create this message in this way to serve those of you who are ready for it. So when, when you are speaking of that which we are and speaking of the energetic realm, they are one and the same. You are in it. You are of it. But you are also of humanity. You, you have projected your consciousness, your strand of source awareness into a physical environment that, that is a dense, more dense environment than the energetic realm. And the density is, is much more impacted by polarity. So the density of your realm is why polarity impacts you the way that it does when you're in physical, as opposed to the way that it does not when you're in non-physical. When you are in non-physical and you, you are not experiencing a physical reality, you are void of the judgment of your human consciousness. So there, there is nothing going wrong in that environment. When you project yourself into a physical environment, you project yourself into first an environment where your knowledge of the energetic realm is limited, if not completely cut off, that guarantees that you are going to have this contrasting experience. You are going to suffer the pain and you're going to feel the joy and you're going to discern your preference for things that, that are your preference and you're certainly going to discern a preference away from things. That is delivering the physical experience for you. So you move through what you call time in your physical environment. That is your, your perception of moving through this linear time. 
and we, we will always speak in terms of linear time because that is how you are perceiving your lives. We will speak to, to everything that has happened in your lives up until you're now and everything that's going to happen beyond that until you return to your completed state because that's how you're operating. So what we are delivering is a set of tools that is, that is giving you the opportunity, should you so choose, to upgrade that operating system. We, we are offering your operating system, your human operating system, an upgrade from that which you have created by default. And we are not judging whether or not you, you assign yourselves to it or not. That is completely up to you. And, and, and your transition from the old operating system to the new operating system can be as smooth and elegant as you allow it to be or as bumpy as, as you want it to be. And understand that, the, 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 that part of adapting this new operating system is coming to really appreciate all of the bumps because that creates the expansion. Yes, there is, by design, we are here to be challenged, aren't we? Can you give us some guidance on that, please? You, you, you have projected into what you would consider a challenging environment. You, you, you have projected into an environment where not all of you agree on things and those disagreements run into to multiple manifestations of, of illness, of war, of famine, of separation from, from all of the resources that are available to all of you. And, and from your human perspective, you, you, you very much appreciate infancy. You are all drawn to infants. And the reason that you were all drawn to infants was because you all start out that way and there's a vibrational alignment there. But also the, the, the infant itself is attracting to learn. By design, a, a, a freshly minted human being, if you will, one, one that is just born is, is very appealing to all of you. And there's an attraction process though, even though you cannot yet function in your new human body the way that you will ultimately, you, you are very appealing. And the reason that you are very appealing as an infant is, is to learn, to draw multiple other beings into your experience, to connect to that energy of that other being and begin learning your environment. It is a natural part of the, 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 the physical creation process. So a human is, is, is more sophisticated than any other animal on your planet and, and notice that you draw even more around and it is not necessarily considered a threat the way that it is in, in the, the animal kingdom. So you, you are drawing multiple other beings around to, to learn this very complex path of being a human being. And in drawing all of that in and, and absorbing all of that energy, you are absorbing contrast, you are absorbing positive things that, 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 that align you with the things that you desire and allow them to be your experiences. And certainly you are absorbing from day one, even prior to that, what you would consider negative things, fear-based thoughts, judgment, things that are going to place unwanted experiences in your paths. But it's important that you understand from the eternal perspective, that's exactly why you come into physical to manifest and experience these unwanted things. The things that you allow to shape your operating systems. And then when you really zoomed out to a state of no fear and no judgment, and you reflect back on your life experience, you see clearly how those obstacles have served your progression. 
But when you're sticking yourselves down below neutral, down in negative creation territory, you do not have that clarity available to you. You are down there reliving the pain over and over and over again, reliving the, the victimhood of it over and over and over again, Relive, reliving how evil the, the, the co-creators of that experience perhaps were over and over and over again, reliving how that is, has marked you for life over and over and over again. You are down there not capable of new thought. You are not capable of solutions. You are not capable of even seeing the silver lining in every experience. That is why we guide you to not focus upon those things from down your spiral, but instead do something that is very opposite of, of humanity's teachings, move up your spiral in appreciation of whatever was, even if it's something that you, you, you found very painful, even if it's something that was terrifying to you, perhaps that you wish to never experience again, if nothing else, appreciate the fact that you moved through that experience and go up your spiral, get above that, that point of new, neutrality that we have created for you as an illustration, and then reflect back. What happens very often is when you're reflecting upon things and they instill fear, you go up your spiral, you feel a little better and you want to forget all about it. But in the forgetting all about it and simply existing in high vibration without revisiting the transgressor of the former low vibration, you are not solving. You are moving forward in high vibration, but you're not allowing the solving of it because you're still wanting to avoid it. Many of you refer to this as bypassing, simply getting into that blissful state for the sake of getting into the blissful state and not necessarily reflecting on some, some negative elements because you fear going back there. But what you're not allowing yourselves to realize is that when you're up there above neutral in that high vibrational territory, you're really there and you really know it when you're really there. Nothing is going to take you out of that. There is no thought, there is no recollection, there is no reflection that's going to take you out of that. You, you, you all tend to build these walls with your ego uh, of what we have often referred to as abundance blocks, that, that wall of never again that you're never going to allow anything like that to happen to you again. Therefore, you're not going to take that risk. You're not going to have that experience again. Mm. But you don't have to build those walls. Once you understand that your source connection, your version of this, you, you, your connection above neutral, that powerful, positive, loving energy of the universe, which is the only energy being projected to you because you are in it, Everything below that is simply your own mind's separation from that. Your mind's separation from that is the source of all of what you would label evil. It is your mind's separation from it. And you're viewing something that you judge as evil and allowing your judgment of something as evil to separate you from your source connection, drop your vibration. And then suddenly you're labeling that as, as you are being you know, haunted by dark energy, perhaps. But you have far more power than that. Mm -hmm. There is no external darkness projecting itself to you. The only darkness is you cutting yourselves off from the light. So when you stay in this repeating pattern of unwanted things that keep coming into your lives over and over and over again, it is always because you have left them down there in low vibration and you have not shown appreciation for whatever you've created. Even if you label it as a mess, even if you label it as traumatic, 
leaving it down there and not going up your spiral and viewing it from higher on your spiral from new thought, new creative space, the, the space of solving all of your problems, it never gets solved. And every time vibrational flow comes around, then it comes around all the time. You were all well aware that you were moving up and down this journey vibrationally throughout your lifetimes. Some days you were up, some days you were down. Very often you don't even know why. And every time you dip down, all of that negative stuff is simply lurking there waiting for you. Claim your ownership of all that stuff. It is your brilliant creation. And in your brilliant creation of all of that negative stuff, you are creating solutions, evolution beyond, learning from, and moving up above neutral into high vibrational territory. You are expanding in the process of solving all of that. Mm -hmm. wow. Beautiful. Some beautiful words to end on. Thank you so much. Do you have any final uh, guidance for us? This, this idea of, of, of 5D and 3D, again, these, these are all human created terms and, and, and David utilizes with his vocabulary these terms to communicate with all of you what these differences truly are. The magic is, is already in your environment. The, the clarity, the love of self, the abundance in every way is already present for you. The separation of all of that through fear and through judgment it is your separation of it. When you begin peeling away these layers, as David shared, of fear and judgment, of fear and judgment, of fear and judgment, and pe peeling away these layers systematically as a way of being and getting really, really to the core of everything and getting really clear on everything and seeing everything in your physical world the way we view it without judgment and certainly without fear. From that high perspective, you are unstoppable. You are invincible. The, the most successful among you have figured this out, at least on their given topic. Imagine being one of the handful that figure it out on every topic. That is bliss. That is joy. That is source connection. With much love, that is what we have. So have you heard our guided meditation, Source Connect? It's the most popular guided meditation that we offer. And I'm offering it to you right now for free. If you text the word AWAKEN to 760-284-7665. That's AWAKEN to 760-284-7665. You'll receive access to this guided meditation that takes you on this amazing journey to your natural source connection. It's completely channeled by the stream and backed by beautiful acoustic music by Christo Polani. In addition to that guided meditation, you also get access to our free Facebook group and other Taya tools. So text the word AWAKEN to 760-284-7665. This is only available right now in North America. So if you're outside of North America, join our free Facebook group, the Taya Practice, and you can gain access to this guided meditation there as well. Thanks for listening. Wow. Wow. That was amazing, man. Fantastic. Uh, some fantastic guidance from, uh, from the stream and uh, a wonderful explanation of, of, you know, as usually we go in asking for a question, expecting an answer, and it just comes back with, you know, a, a perspective that we never could have imagined. Yeah, it was beautiful. 
uh, I, don't, I don't know how much you remember, but one of the key takeaways was, you know, we keep thinking that 5D is out there. We're in 5D, you know, 5D encompasses 3D. It's not like this 3D here and this 5D here. It's kind of like that, you know, it's like a yolk within an egg. Yeah. Yeah. No, knowing that we're in it, I do get that. I don't remember a lot of what was shared. I, I do know that it was very much kind of an all that is message, which they're really good at like, wow. Yeah. yeah, like, okay, you're ready now. Here's all that is. So, you know, an exercise that we're doing in boot camp, and I only recommend this for people that are in boot camp, but just to share it with everyone, is just getting into this high blissful state and then imagine peeling away the judgment and the fear around every aspect of life, every aspect. And I'll leave it at that, but just, just play with that a little bit, delve into that a little bit. Like, what if I were not fearful or judgmental about any topic, you almost, we almost need a wheel that spins, you know, like we could do a stream game show. We just spin this little wheel. Oh, death. Okay, great. Well, get me for 500. Can you see that? (laughs) And then see how much it freaks you out. And then know that all of that can be detuned. And I I will end uh, this with, I, I have been shown a version of physical where there is no fear in any human experience or any physical experience, it wasn't necessarily human. Um, anything, anything, that everything is our judgment. So when we remove our judgment from any topic, we're seeing it through the eyes of source because we're eternal beings. Nothing is happening in this physical environment that ends us. So taking that fear of separation, that fear of loss, taking that out. I, I've been doing this uh, experiment with my dog. I love my little French bulldog, Lola, very, very much. I need to post more pictures of her on Instagram, I think. Love that little dog so much. She's just the most well-behaved little dog I have ever had. I just, she's four years old. Uh, there's a part of me that would just love to have her until the day that I die, but I know that that's probably not going to be. Being at peace with her life and her experience and her transition, being whatever, whenever, and instead of focusing on the fear of loss, or once she's exited my life physically, focusing on what was and wishing I still had it, simply enjoying what is. The memories of when she was a puppy, those are great. But you know everything that, that's, that's real is what's now. The interactions I have with her and my now, making myself take time away from my workaholism to go out and play with her and then loving it. Love that we're in the backyard playing around and running and chasing each other and doing all that stuff. Loving that. And that's that's the joy. And, and when that ends, it doesn't make that time any less joyful. I can simply appreciate what is for that span of my life. And then taking that and applying it to everything. You know, when I used to live in the big fancy house, I loved living in the big fancy house. That was great. But that was a, t- a span of time. And I, I was as happy the day I sold it as I was the day that I bought it for different reasons. But I can look back and enjoy like living in that big, nice, beautiful house with all those amenities. And it was so beautiful and so well done. And such, you know, it felt so good to drive up to it every day. I loved it. But am I suffering the loss because I didn't carry on living in that type of home? No. But I love to have another giant house. Sure. Different for different reasons in a different place, certainly, but it, it's just it's really appreciating every little moment for the moment 
but not needing to hold on to something. Yeah. And I've got to have this, this thing forever. Yeah. And you love where you are now as much as you love the big place. Just, Oh yeah. For different reasons. Yeah. Very different reasons, but, but absolutely love it and appreciate it probably more just because I'm really actively appreciating more now than ever. Just appreciate Wow. This is amazing. This is amazing. I love it. Love it. Very good. Good topics. Good, good discussion. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Let's do more. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Stream of David podcast on your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review. And if you join our free Facebook group, The Taya Practice, each month we give away a free one-hour session with a stream just for your posting, your review of the Stream of David podcast. Your feedback is very valuable to us. Thanks again.